Welcome back to the Kendra Crump Show. Um, I know it's been a while since I've had a special guest uh, to interview um, because you know what? Niggas be funny. I think that's what it be come down to. I got to wait months and months or years upon years to get, you know, an interview. But it's okay. It's okay. You know, part of the process, right? But anyway, so today I have a special guest. Um, if you all are familiar with uh she she actually you know I'm, I'm slightly a fan slightly a fan because this woman is amazing the reason i say this woman is amazing is because she has a certain talent that other people probably don't have uh other people probably would be too afraid to do and on top of that she was in the news for something good though for something good you know something extraordinary you know guinness book of world records okay uh if you all don't know who i'm talking about i'm talking about bay charles aka brianna blair aka we're gonna find out by the end of this interview or beginning whenever a blind stripper yes guys i said that correctly uh you heard me correctly um a blind stripper from jacksonville florida i believe okay we're gonna see everything about her once i heard about her story i would say about a year and a half two years ago i was like ain't no way and i'm gonna tell you how i found out uh little duval shout out to little duval he's like in my top 10 20 favorite comedians probably his number 10 top 10 favorites and he actually had and i love his page he actually posted he said yep my city he said we up whatever he said you know and then of course i saw you know her name being circulated on other uh YouTubers like uh, platforms. I'm like, wait, okay, cool. And then one day she actually had, um, did an interview, uh, that was on YouTube with a, a guy named Mike straight out of Chicago. And, um, it just happened to pop up in my mentions and I'm like, let me go ahead and like kind of click on and just kind of be nosy and see like who this woman is. And on top of that, y'all, she got hands. I'm not even lying. Okay. This woman, like, like, don't even try her. You, you listen, like, like I'm like wow she needs to teach me how to fight anyway back to the story so yes we uh have someone who was a legendary guest she was out there you know she was Tupac security back in the day okay she she done she done she done you know um uh, top Whitney Houston some dance steps okay she was out on tour doing backup for uh, Ashanti okay so we have Bay Charles aka Brianna Blair in the building hope I did a nice little introduction for you sis Yes, I, I hope you I hope you like that introduction. I hope you like that introduction. I I try I try to put I try to put a little razzle dazzle on stuff. I try to. Yeah, um, it was it was I I, I loved it. I I, I, yeah, I was there. I was there with pop, you know. Of course, of course. Well, look, tell tell him that he uh, still owes me some money. We had did a bet a I while back. Say, of course, of course. Well, first off, thank you so much for joining me, for taking out the time, for not putting me on your uh, Section 8 waiting list of interviews. I, I appreciate that, sis. I appreciate that. So, I did want to start off. Where are you? Are you originally from Jacksonville? No, I'm from Miami. Oh, that's even better. All right, then. So, what what, what part of Miami Um, are you originally from? O- Opalaka or Opalaka? I know I probably butchered it. What part of Miami are you from? 15th Avenue and the Pokemon Beans. That's where I spent most of my time. Uh, actually, I'd be lying. I, I, you know, lived on 15th Avenue for about two years, but I mostly spent my time in the Polo Grounds and in the Pokemon Beans. The PJs, the Pockets, but it was all good. It was a great time. Okay, all right. You said the PJs. Now, you mean a TV show with, with, with Eddie Murphy? Yeah. 
Is that <laughs> that's what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I did not know it was based out there. Okay, that's pretty dope. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, uh, grew up in the Miami. Uh, what was that like growing up for you? Like, what was Miami's whole? You know, how how, did, how what was that scenery and everything else? Like, how did you? What was Miami like for you? Um, well, considering I, I was only there till I was five. Um, oh, really? Okay. It's, 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 it's to me, Miami is just a hot New York. You know, you got your, your D-boys on the corner sitting on their crates making their deals. You got everybody on the roller skates and their bikes and their scooters. And everybody played music like it was always old school hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was the usual fight or be beat up. Got you, got you. So from five years old, where was the next city um, in Florida? Or were you were you always living in Florida? Or did you move out of state? Um, I did some, a lot of relocating as a kid. Might as well say I was a military kid. I did a lot. I lived in a lot of, lot of places. Atlanta, Decatur, the Boogie Down, Nashville, Fort Worth, Vegas. Oh, yeah. Are you even Scottsboro? You you live in you live in life. So from one place to the next. Matt, may I ask what was the reason behind all the moving? I just don't like to sit in one spot. I understand. You you know what? Great minds think alike. Um, I'm trying to be just like you. Only thing is, I'm trying to move into rapper the game's house, but he don't want to respond back to my DM. But I feel like because you you out there famous and whatnot, sis, can I, I can you reach out to him? You can get a better, faster response than I can. I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I will, I will definitely try. He, he'll busy, dude. I'll try. <laughs> I'm like, hey, bro, it's okay. <laughs> okay, so for Miami. Um, you were at five years old and you start moving to different different cities. What would you say was your least favorite city or state to live in and your favorite city or state to have lived in during a short time period that you were there? Um, honestly, my favorite might piss a lot of people off, especially if you're uh, not a cowboy fan. But I fuck with Dallas Fort Worth heavy, but there's a reason why. Um, because in forward, whether or not you have money or you don't, like whether you're rich or poor, high class or low class, you live fairly comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, while I was the time I was there and I would volunteer at some of the homeless shelters, some of the stuff they do for the, the homeless community is, is, um, uh, is amazing. They do things to help them fix their credit, to help them get really good paying jobs. They never go hungry, and they always have these drives with clothes, and the clothes are always name brand and sometimes even designer. Um, I don't know. I've just got a really big heart like that. So when I see a city supporting those who normally would be disregarded or, like, you know, completely, like I said, disregarded. There's no other way. Disregarded. I don't want to say disrespected, but it's just undermined, basically. I fuck with that heavy because it's lit. Everybody has a good time. Yeah, you have a couple, you know, die here, there, but it's never like everybody's killing each other like it is nowadays to get something or they're stealing everybody. It's a whole community that comes together. Everybody wants to see each other elevate. So, shout out to Fort especially Lancaster Avenue, Puppet John. Now, what you think about moving back there now, or you're like, you're pretty much. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. Okay. 
<laughs> All right. So uh, let's, I wanted to ask you, so was it just you and your um, mother or did you have other siblings who moved around with you, you know, early child around like elementary, middle school, or was it just like, who, who was moving around with you when you were, was out there moving? Uh, in the beginning, my mom had three kids. It was me, my brother, and my sister, my older sister, my baby brother. Um, but throughout that, it was yeah, we were all together. But once I branched off into like my adolescent years, I mostly did a lot of it dolo. Really? Okay, wait, wait. So who are you? Who are you living with? Like, you know, are you emancipated yourself or? No, it wasn't ever like that. She just knew I, I was that child. I didn't want to sit still. I wanted to go. I wanted to see things. I wanted to do things. And I had other extended family that was just like, well, let's do it. Oh, okay. I was like, what type of job did you have at freaking 12 where you was like living by yourself and just saying, I'm going to move here? I was like, I was like a little, you know, anything is possible now. Anything is possible. I'm a premature butterfly, that's all. I didn't even give myself time to wait for my wings to dry before I cracked out the Christmas and was like, okay, let's do this. I got you. I got you. Um, All right, so... You told me um, prior to us recording that you had lost your vision at 10. Um, what, and did you, and I, re, I remember hearing in one of the, uh, the previous interviews, or, or yeah, one of the previous interviews where I believe your mother, she saw it coming, you know, or, or I guess you guys went to the optometrist and she's like, they're like, hey, she's losing her vision or so, so you're going to have to probably help her out with certain things. And that's when your mother taught you or... A learn you learn how to fight around that time how old were you when you really started like you know the vision started like to disintegrate yeah and i want to explain that better because my mom just wasn't like okay you're going blind so let's let's, let's just, we're going to teach you how to box like they didn't go that way um we at the time we lived in the neighborhood this, we had just moved because my mom was always that overprotective parent if she felt like the community or the environment started to get toxic or they get bad she would not stick around because she was like okay i have a girl and i have a son so around this time we had just moved um because i was having issues with being bullied in a previous neighborhood like my whole life i've been somebody's victim mm-hmm. not not having some somebody's target i'm not gonna say victim because i ain't nobody's victim. um <laughs> somebody's target even pre-vision loss. So we moved to this neighborhood and for a while it was okay. You know, And y'all know how a neighborhood or, or a, a subdivision, wherever you live, is okay until y'all get those neighbors that move out and then y'all get them neighbors. Oh yeah, yeah. of course. Of course. <laughs> We've all had those types. Yes, most definitely. And this one lady moved in. She had, I kid you not, this lady had 12 children and they all ranged from ages 0 to 18 seemed like. Wow, okay. There was a bunch of them. She's, and, you know, she's they came from a, a different neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, on top of being bullied at school, because, you know, I was short, I wore glasses, or whatever the case, whatever they thought they could pick on me, use the pick on me, that's what they did. But this group of children, you know, they lived right across the street. And some of us, we went to school together. So I was sitting here thinking, like, okay, well, if they see, since we all go to the same school and we're neighbors, maybe if they see me getting bullied, you know, they'll step up and be like, hey, she's cool. No, they joined them. No. Wait, wait. So let me ask you. Let me let me ask you this. Out of the 12 children, there wasn't one or two people who decided not to be the leader and not the follower? Everybody followed each other? 
I want to say there was not a one because even there was only three of them. But this is why I don't even count them. Because we'd only be friends when the older other ones that did bully me weren't around. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, they were being peer pressured into bully, bullying me. But even at nine, I didn't believe that you could be peer pressured into bullying because you know right from wrong or whatever. That's right. So I just felt like, hey, if you can jump on it that easy, then that must be just, that's just must what you, that, that just must be what you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it got to a point where I, you know, get bullied at school, then I come home, and every time I want to go outside to do anything, here I go getting bullied again. And a lot of the time, I did not tell my mom what was going on because that was the reason why we would move in the first place. Ah. So as a kid, it, as a kid, it was just like okay, but after a while, you know, when you get tired of it, and I, I went to her and told her about it. And he, she said, come on, like, you, you're not no punk. Like, suck that shit up. Like, you get your respect back. Like, respect is due to a dog. And I grew up with nothing but boys. Like, my, I had boy cousins and best friends from other neighborhoods who were good friends who I called my older brothers. Like, they, they were like my family. So I grew up with nothing but boys. And she's like, all the shit we taught you over the years, you better start using it. Don't be nobody. You ain't nobody's punk. That's right. That's right. Shout out to moms, man. Shout shout out to moms. And this was you would say about eight years old or nine years old around this time, you would say? I was speaking out of it, you say that again, uh, Brianna? Nothing. Um but yeah, that's how it was. Okay. Got you. Got you. Um, so you say you were ten years old, you that's when I you... was about eight or nine when this was going on. Got it, got it, got it. So um, how how did you learn how to you know you say your mom taught you said you know ain't gonna be no punk how did you learn how to um, fight like who 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 taught you that like did you well do- I'm not gonna say I never knew like let, let me let me let me get it break it down like that. but like I said I grew up with nothing but boys I had boy cousins and even previous neighborhoods they were always the the you know everybody's got that auntie you know your mom's best friend or whatever you call them auntie mm-hmm. everybody has one I had one of those I had one of those so. Their sons were like my brothers, so we'd always rough house, but I would never tell her about, like, the bullying or whatever, I would never tell them, because if I ever told them, you know, they'd want to go and beat up the kids, and, you know, we're like eight and nine, and they're probably 15 and 16, so we, I couldn't do that, but it became a problem when I, just, I couldn't, I didn't have any peace, and I started losing my vision. Once the kids heard about me losing my my vision starting to go, that's when instead of subsiding, they were like, okay, this is going to get even more fun. And my mom got sick of it. So she started showing me the maneuver. She's like, well, since she would blindfold me and be like, you're going to have to move like this and pay attention to your surroundings. And day by day, I get better. And one day, because um, she had never seen it. She had never seen it happen until one day, I was, you know, doing my thing outside as usual, and all those chilling come, it come them chilling, and, you know, she's seeing how mean they were, and she's like, you know what, y'all think y'all so big and bad? All right, I'm going to show her some shit, so $20 if y'all can whoop her ass. Ah, okay, that's where the payment came from. Got it, mm-hmm. got it, okay. Never all good. You just pay them to fight, and if you want, you get paid, and if you lost, then you just take care of home. And don't fuck with them no more. I see not a lot of people won, did they? No. 
Of course not. All right. Listen, you gotta you gotta teach me, man. You gotta teach me. I ain't never been in no fight before. Cause no, I, I don't like the fight, so that's the thing. It's because it sounds crazy. It's like a blind person fighting and not being scared to or worried about it. It's just it's, it's not I don't like that song. Cause then you always get those ones that are like, Oh, well, you know, she ain't gonna do it to me and it's like, Okay, now I gotta deal with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like, I don't condone violence, but I also, I'm not going to be disrespected by nobody. I don't care who y'all but you know what I think that's with anyone like for example I don't like cursing folks out like why would you let me get you that get me why would you allow me to, uh, to get that angry but some people they need a good slap in the face you know slap some sense back into them some people you know it humbles people sometimes you know sometimes so um, I did want to ask you were you still able to attend public school or did you have to go to school for like um, you know uh, for, for, for like blind children so like how was like once you started losing your vision like what type of schooling did you go to unfortunately um, at the time how do I say this without sound like I'm bashing the school system um, they suck because when I first lost my vision, I don't know if if you are anybody like if you were '90s or an early 2000s baby, you 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 were around when there was a such thing called the FCAT. Um, and what the FCAT is, it was you know like that state test that would determine whether or not you would be promoted to the next grade. Mm-hmm. Um, you would have to pass that test in order, you know, to, to like I said to get promoted. Um, and I lost my vision completely. A week before FCAP. Wow. Wow. I lost it's April 17th. FCAT was April 24th. And the school gave my mother such a hard time because they're like, well, how's she going to take the test? Because there's all these regulations and rules and we can't have anybody read it to her. But if it's a reading test, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can't have anybody read it to her. Um, she's not going to be able to do this. She's not going to be able to do that. So, unfortunately, what they made me do, I had to repeat third grade mm. yeah because of losing my vision because I couldn't take the test but what they did was toward the end of my third grade year not my second one but my first one they my mom found this school where they I could go and learn braille um and I could still participate in you know standard education classes like I could still you know go in math science history blah 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 but I would be learning braille at the same time so when it came down for FCAT again, they would promote me and skip me a year because it was unfair to me the first time, the first go around. But I've always gone to regular school. And this is going to sound mean, and I honestly don't care, but there's a school, you know, FSCB, the Florida School for the Deaf and Blind. That's in St. Augustine. But when I first lost my vision or... Even shortly after, I was not interested in going to be around other blind children. I just didn't. <laughs> this, this, is, this is me not accepting it. This is with me because I've always been different. I don't need help from nobody. Like this, when I when the school was first introduced and I did the tour, I was just so turned off by. The, no pun intended. The first thing I saw was. This one lady, she was in the ca- it was in the cafeteria, and she was assisting some students or whatever, teaching them how to eat. And that was the first thing I heard that pissed me off at ten. I was like, well, I don't need to learn how to fucking eat. I know how. Mm-hmm. What? 
and she would do this thing where she's like, okay, so if you put your hand right here, I'm like, I don't appreciate that. Mama, I don't, I don't want to go here because I don't, I don't want nobody talking to me like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just, then I just, no, you are not about to limit me. I don't care how much you say I'm going to thrive here. I, you are not going to limit me. You know what? I just, you, I wasn't you real. You're you're real, I, and I didn't mean to laugh, but <laughs> what you said was like, okay, all right, don't laugh, Kendra, but you know, you hit me with some dark humor truth there, you know. So yeah, I just I couldn't, no pun intended. I could not see myself sitting around a bunch of people who are just acclimated or accustomed to the darkness. Like they were just like, this is life, and I'm just like, no, there's so much more you could be doing. That's right. That's right. And maybe I was going to say this. Let me let me play devil's advocate. Let me, can, can I play devil's advocate real quick? We can play devil's advocate. Okay. So I think maybe because everybody wasn't as advanced as you, that woman probably was just doing it for the people who... No, no, oh. no. Uh, no, because I, I have so many stories to tell you that will contradict that. Okay. So many. I blame, honestly, I blame a lot of the parents, Kendra. Mm-hmm. I do, because the one issue I don't like about a lot of people back in the day who started out with um, TBI or Teacher for the Blind and Visually Impaired or any type of training for someone who cannot see, the way they teach you is just so, God. Is it remedial? So so remedial? It's not remedial. It's so, it's. Jesus, that would be a mean word to say. It's so... Dumb? Dumb? Would you say it's dumb? No, that's even... No, it's the way they teach you. It's like they teach you to be independent, but still dependent. Got you. Got you. Okay. Like, they may ask you for help a huge thing, and it's like, no, I understand that when you need help, ask for it. There's nothing wrong with it. But when you prioritize asking for help, they're not learning shit on their own. Mm-hmm. I was in a class, and then another thing is that you'll have blind people, let's just say it's just one class, right? Mm-hmm. And, but there's so many different students of so many different ages, and mind you, so many different cognitive functions. They're, nobody is ever the same in these classes, but they teach everyone the same, like everyone is the same. And I'm not bashing anybody or knocking anybody, but. If it's someone who's, I would learn different than someone who, say, is on access point. So access point is, it's like, I don't like the word mental retardation, but when you're cognitively not as fast as everyone else, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Now, let me, well, let me ask you this. I, I was not even aware, and you're, you're staring, and I'm pretty sure... They're not the only school that has done the same thing. It's probably plenty of other schools. My here's my question for you: Once you told your mother uh, what was going on, did you all ever try to do a lawsuit or go up to the principal or the superintendent and see if you can get things changed? Uh, around? I was just during the tour. I didn't even say to go to school. No, ma'am. I told at the tour. I told my mom I'm not interested. Oh, you know, okay. Right in the of- okay. Yeah. Got it. Uh-uh. got it got it i was i was thinking that like i heard you say that earlier but i was thinking like maybe you still once you saw what was going on i was thinking that you went and told your mom and said mom 
we need to shut this place down. We need to, you know, see if we can have our names no, on no, it. I'm not going to say that. Now, no, no, I, listen, I'm not going to say they're a bad school need to be shut down. No, they're an amazing, amazing, amazing school. That's just my personal preference. I'd much rather learn in an environment where there are people, in other words, in a more challenging environment, considering the fact that they can see, because that's just what I was used to. I was never used to having anything handed to me. Gotcha. But at that school, they surprised because you have blind children who play tennis, basketball, bowling, uh, track and field, uh, varsity swim teams. It's a very, very gifted and amazing school. I just don't like hanging out with other blind people. I'm going to be real. I'm sorry, I don't. No, no. I, I, I'm Unless just... they're like me, then that's cool. But no, I'm just, I'm cut from a different fabric. I'm one of a kind. I just, I just, you know. I don't need your help. Thank you. I'm good. And if you keep trying to give me your help, I'm going to just have to tell you something. Now, listen, I understand. And speaking of sports, what sports did you actually play or what sports do you still play now? As a kid, I, I was such a tomboy. I love basketball. I, lo- I like to play with the boys. Now, before y'all listeners get all extra, like I said, I was the, me and my sister were the only girls. Mm-hmm. And my mom, when she was a kid, was the only girl. Even though she had my aunties or whatever, it was always the, when it came down to the kids you could play with, it was nothing but boys. So, and the boys in my family, you know, they used to tease me. It was family fun, but they used to tease me like, oh, I bet you can't do this. I'm like, hmm, I can do whatever I want to do, and I'll do it better. <laughs> so that's what I grew up with. But I enjoyed football. I enjoyed basketball. Um, you know, we, we, we did our little thing with karate and boxing and everything else um it wasn't really too much well I, I was just that kid whatever you're doing i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna know how to do it got you now speaking of karate what what color belt did you actually end up getting to yellow i was only like seven I only oh okay yellow. all right i was like you, i was like you you are you a black belt as well okay okay and you mentioned you meant you mentioned you mentioned black uh basketball Give me your top five favorite NBA players of all time. Exclude MJ, Kobe, LeBron. Any five of all time. Okay. Um, ooh, I'm sorry. My boy, Kobe. Kobe got to be number one. I'm sorry. Kobe's, Kobe's it. Kobe's number one. Hold on. Yes, he's a he's a basketball player, sweetie. Okay, so him he can be number four. Okay. I don't like Michael Jordan. Um, LeBron James can be number number three. Um. What about Dwayne Wade? I said Kobe's number seven. Oh yeah, Dwayne Wade. Oh wait, who's Odell Beckham? Is that basketball? No, that no, honey, that's that's football. We'll we'll come back. We'll come back. We'll come back to the question. We'll we'll come. We'll come. We'll come back, and I and I just said exclude MJ, Kobe, LeBron. It's okay. We'll come back. We'll come back. All right. So, so, so let me let me. So Brianna, Brianna, you 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 know what? I'm not listening. I'm not even adding that out. We this is all you, all natural. Like you, I I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So let's. All right. So let's fast forward. We're going. We're graduating high school. Okay. 
Did you want to go to college or what was the next step after graduating high school? I definitely, I definitely, definitely, definitely wanted to go to college. I'm actually on a break right now. I'm waiting to go back in January, start back on spring semester. Um, but yeah, that was the priority for me because I would be the first in my family to go and graduate. Congratulations. I've always said, and like my, it's, I've always said it, but it's something my mother always instilled in me. A, they can deny you a job, but they can't deny you a career. Like if you have your receipt, your degree, they can't deny you of anything. Cause she was there for those times when I, you know, would try to get a little job and you know, the, the um, employer or the business would be like, well, we can't, you know, you're blind and da 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 So that made me kind of just give up as far as like a work ethic. But my mom was always like, no, fuck that. If they can tell you no now, but you, you go and you get your degree, establish your foundation. A degree is the documentation to the rest of your successful life. They can't tell you no at all. They can't deny your intelligence or whatever. And growing up, I used to hate that because I'd be, everybody else was like, well, I got a degree in this. And I'm like, okay, so sis. But when it came down to my situation, I was like, oh yeah, I, I, I need this little piece of paper right here. And what was, what's your major? What are you trying to get your major in? I major in law and I minor in psychology. So you are trying to be a lawyer? What what type, what are you trying to do with your degree? I want to be a criminal defense attorney. Okay. I don't want to be a prosecutor, but I like to argue and I like to set people free, so... Hey, That's look! I'm gonna listen. Listen, I'm. I might. I might need you now. I, I might need you no. on, on my You're team. Well, no, I'm saying like, cause you know what? As I'm getting bigger, you, uh, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm kind of getting a little bit, you know, known in these streets. People might try to run up on me, and I'm gonna, you know, have to probably uppercut them if they come at me the wrong way. And so I'm gonna need you. To argue down. Well, that's when I'll just be your witness in court, and I'll be like, "Yeah, your honor, I was there, and I didn't see her do none of that stuff." <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We we gonna that's fine. Me, we 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 gonna be around for a while. Okay, so you you said, um, and when when should you be graduating? I should be graduating August of next year. So we we throwing a big uh, graduation party for you. We are because it's been a long time coming. <laughs> And you're going to have a yacht. What type of party are you trying to get? A yacht party? What type of party do you want? I would like... Uh, my, my graduation party is going to be big. we got to have a yacht there. we got to have a Cardi and Meg there. we got to have everybody there. Okay. Well, listen. That's fine. If, if you reach them before I do, I'm going to make sure I'll they perform. I'm going to wrap the game, though, to come by. i be like, look, i got a special guest here for you, bro. Child, listen. If if, if you see me pregnant out the, out the blue, you know who the father is. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Okay, so I did want to, you know, um, I did want to get into the most, I guess, uh, just a question, like, I think most people probably would want to know. And I, I guess I equate it to, you say you were trying to look for jobs, but a lot of jobs did not want to hire you. I guess maybe it could have been a liability type of thing in a way. Um, and that's yeah. what, is that what made you decide to become a dancer? Yeah, okay, that's, that was one of the contributing factors. That, and I just did not have the time because it's not the fact that it's a liability because I'm probably the easiest liability to work with honestly because I'm the person that'll get hurt at work and to be like suck it up bitch go get your ice and your, and your knee is foreign because you need this job you know that'd be me unless it was their fault but no I, I, at first 
it was always, uh, oh, well, what if this happens? You can't do this, you can't do that. And I was like, well, why don't I find one of those papers that said, well, if this happens, God forbid, you're not held responsible. Blah, 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 blah. They're like, yeah, but there's still like our consciences. Okay, okay. Like you already gave them an actual option to help and they still don't right. want to help. Try, like help you, help me. Like, just hire me, bro. That's all you gotta do. And I was never used to like being told no. Like, blame my mom for that. I'm cool. I would go to these places and look, be like, look, I need to work. And and some of the employees there, I'd be like, look, see what she's doing. I could do that like ten times better and two times faster. Like, come on, give me a chance. But everybody would just be like, no, 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 no. And even when you hit them with the fine print, because what a lot of businesses don't know is, or they know, but. They don't bring it up because it's not something that's really aware or something that society is aware of. Mm-hmm. But it's illegal to tell a person with any type of handicap or situation. It's illegal to tell them no. So it's illegal and against the end or and against the law to deny them employment. Mm. Consider that- discrimination. And I never used to like to hit people with that because I was always like, oh, that just kind of sounds like some snitch shit. Like, oh, if you don't give me a job, I'm going to get y'all shut down. Like, I just, I don't, I don't roll like But some, but, hold on, sometimes, but sometimes you have to so people know not but to play play with you you know saying like we talked about earlier like we talked about earlier about the whole you know you don't like to have to fight but if somebody comes at you hey you let them know what time it is super say on them okay so so let me ask you when you brought that to them did they were they willing and reluctant to hire or did you have to have a lawyer you know on standby they were actually more reluctant like i've had people literally read it out loud in their like manual in their book and they're like well this doesn't apply to us. I'm like, it's in your handbook. <laughs> like, it you? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah, no, for real. So you never, you never took anybody to court, right? No, I, no, it just, I, I never had the time. Because even with, with that type of a situation, when you want to, you know, go forth with a discrimination suit or whatever the case may be. There's so many avenues and loopholes that are in it. Then they'll flip it around and make it seem like the business is looking out for you and they care and love you so much when in reality, these motherfuckers don't want no bloodshed in their in their establishment, point blank. They don't want mm-hmm. anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. I got you. And they can take several weeks to months or even years like to even settle so at that point i was like i need shmoney and i need shmoney now it's my shmoney and i want it now that's it that's it let's let's do the commercial re over again so we get to so we so we start with with the stripping all right how did you know well well, not well not that quickly like in in due time it 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 came even after you know much all right i'm gonna try i had this problem for two years before i started actually dancing like I started dancing six months after I graduated high school. Mind you, I graduated a little late. I graduated at 20, but I don't give a fuck how long it took. I still did it. I was a three-time high school dropout and a mother, so I, I still did it. Oh, well, happy, oh, happy, happy, mother, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> can you adopt me? Uh, as long as I can get some passport, I don't mind. That's fine. Listen, you can, you can, you can put me, write me off. You can write me off on your, you can write me off on your taxes and everything oh, else like taxes. that. You can you can write me off on your taxes and everything else like that. Listen, I, I listen. I understand now. Um, okay, 
So six months later, it, it took a couple of years. Uh, I know people might want to know, especially uh, how did you know when people weren't cheating you? When it came to they, if it was like fifty dollars for the dance, how did you actually know you weren't being cheated? Okay, I love I love answering this question because I love bursting the bubbles of all those ignorant people out there who, because you'll be surprised like how confident people are until you shut them all the way down. Mm-hmm. So with me, like I said, I sat and thought about it for a long time. Like I got six months, I mentioned that entire six months because I moved into my own home you know a week before i graduated mm-hmm. and you know that that's one of the job situations if like i said i was 20 so previously i was already having issues with a job because i wanted to save to go to college and everything else but i had dreams i had a plan but life was tweaking it a little bit so that six months i mentioned i was just like man how's this gonna work what am i gonna do you know, Social Security is nice, but it, it's not covering anything. It's not keeping me afloat. Like, what am I going to do? And a friend of mine came over one day, and she's like, well, this might sound crazy, but you're not ugly, and your butt's real big, and your boobs are fake, so you'd be the perfect dancer. Wait, your, your, boobs, your boobs are fake? Did she say your boobs are fake? My boobies are fake. My mommy got them for me. You know what? Well, can I can I first commend you for being honest? Because you know how many women will not be honest about their body parts? I don't know why. I'm proud of them. I love it. That was the best thing I could say out of my mouth ever. I got me some... Okay, I got a question. I got a, I got a random weird question for you since we're on the subject of boobs for like 30 seconds. I got a question. When you have okay. somebody suck on your nipples, do you still feel that sensation or is the sensation gone? No, it's still there. It, it's actually like it extra Okay, so it feels extra great. Okay, my, I'm asking. I'm asking for a friend. All right, great, great. All right, okay, okay, okay. So your friend told came over, said, "Hey, you have all these great essentials. You're, you know." And then she's like, "Hey, you should probably try this." I laughed at her. Mm-hmm. I hit the floor hollering. It was so funny to me because I was just like. A stripper? Me? They're like bulldogs. Why would I want to do that? <laughs> what? We live in Jacksonville. What? Why would I? What? I can't see. This is what? That's all I kept saying. It was so funny to me. Um, because like I, I had heard strip club stories. Because I had, you know, aunties and cousins who were dancers or who were bartenders. And they the stories I would hear would were just so like wow people do that nowadays and they're like yeah it's a real cutthroat industry like I'd hear stories about oh this dancer liked this one guy and he wasn't into her he was into another girl so she went and she threw potash and or acid in this in that girl's face (laughs) and I'm like wow I didn't I didn't realize it got that crazy hey anything is possible right
further into that six months I mentioned because I was living in this apartment and they made renovations, they got management, and they raised my rent like 500 bucks. And this is me as an adult. Like, I was that kid. I am not going to ask my mother for anything. Like, once I'm out on my own and I'm good and it's just me, like, I'm that, that titty sucking shit is over with. Like, mm-hmm. you put your big girl panties on and, and go make it happen. And in my case, I put my big girl G string and my pasties on and I, I went and made it happen because. I didn't tell her, and she had no idea. And to this day, she had no idea, like, what caused it, like, what made, what changed my mind and pushed, to, you know, why I chose that path. But, you know, my landlord came to me, and he said, well, uh, the rent's being raised by this much, and I, I need $500 in three weeks. What? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The, the, you know what? I, I, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm just going to leave it with a what. Um, and I was what happens if I don't have it? He's like, well, I'm just going to have to evict you. Okay. No, I under, listen. Like, I, desperate times, I guess, call for desperate measures or so, you know, in a way. I, so, I hate when that. I mentioned the time for the lawyers or whatever, that's that's it. In this three weeks, I would go to job after job after job after job after job after job. I, in that three weeks, I went to 127 different establishments. Like, I was desperate. Like wanted a job, bad. Mm-hmm. Needed a job, bad. Mm-hmm. And everybody kept telling me no. And everybody's like, "Oh, you should get a lawyer." But like, by the time this case is processed and I get whatever I'm owed or my justice is bought out, I'm gonna be with uh, standing on the corner with my little knapsack thrown over my shoulder. Like I don't have time, <laughs> and I'm getting a lawyer because of discrimination laws. Like I don't have the fucking no, the time nor the patience, because I'm gonna just keep pissing myself off. But every time I go to a job, they tell me no. I'm gonna keep making myself mad for it. You know what? And that's what how they 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 you know they do that on purpose. Like when it comes with the justice system, it just works against people and and stuff like that. They do that on purpose. Um, I wonder, you know. Um, ask a few more questions and then we can wrap it up and bring you back for a part two and everything else like that. Uh, what was the biggest tip that you remember receiving at any point? The biggest, like you I, went home that day. You're like, wow, I was really I loved. Mean, and you mean in a night or just like, like, like just hitting the, like explain that. In, in a night, in one night, the biggest tip in one night that you remember receiving, like the most amount you ever took home. Twenty three ninety four. That's good. $2,194. You know, it's a shame that you actually got to actually say 2000 People might think $23. Guys, come on now. Don't do, don't play her like that. Don't you play her like that. Uh, <laughs> now, are you currently, because um, I know you, I want to touch a little bit on your music and everything else like that. Are you currently still dancing or you're no longer dancing? You're just focused on music now. It is honestly, since, and I hate to brag when I say this, but it not really a priority anymore now that I've you know kind of dabbled in other things uh music is my passion so like now if you know I say I drop something on some tuition or I pay bills a little early I'll go to the club so I can make get my my security budget my uh studio time budget all racked up in a night or whatever but it's not anything or if I want to 
shoot a music video or anything that requires me spending a pretty penny, that is when the club comes into play. So it's, it's on the back burner right now, just for right now. Got you. Okay, well, I, I, I appreciate your honesty. Let's quickly talk about your music, and I'm going to ask you uh, some rapid-fire questions, and then uh, you're going to join, you know, the next podcast I'm about to do and everything else like that. So let's let's go ahead and do it. Music. You are a rapper, a singer. What are, what are you, a, you know, behind-the-scenes songwriter? What are, you, what, are you, what, what are you doing when it comes with the music? I'm a writer and a rapper. I, I used to be a singer. Shout out to my husband, my husband, Justin Bieber. Shout out to him. Oh, I heard, you, I heard you say bae in the background. I was like, oh my goodness, she she off the market for good. She off the market, y'all. No, 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 no. That's my baby brother. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's my baby brother. Okay, so Justin Bieber. Okay, so tell me, tell me how, what made you decide to say, I'm going to do transition over into music? I no, I music has been my life ever since I could talk. Got you. I I love music. Even as a kid, I would hear songs on the radio and sing the lyrics. And then when I wasn't old enough to listen to the explicit lyrics, I just changed the lyrics to my lyrics. Um, things like that. If I had to study or something, I take the beat to a song I like and wrap up some study methods, like things like that. Okay. And what is your ultimate dream to do? Like, what you, what you told me about what you're trying to do with your degree with college. What is your ultimate dream to do when it comes with, with the music aspect? My, my ultimate dream, I'm just trying to be an international and a global platinum record-selling artist. And I, it's my dream to stand on a stage with Missy Elliott, Lil' Kim, Cardi B, Nicki Minaj. We can keep them separated. I'll stand between them. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Mary J. Black. Like, I want to be on stage with legends, legends of music, queens of hip-hop, and, you know, with my little Bieber baby bump, chilling, doing would, my thing. Would you be Don't okay love. with being in a poly relationship with him and Haley? Hell to the motherfucking no. Good answer. Good answer. Okay, so tell everybody before we get to the rapid fire questions, let people know where they can find your music and um, you know, when it comes with You can find my music on Spotify. Listen, y'all, I'm I had a lot of music out once upon a time, but then I took it all down because I got discouraged. So I'm this week actually coming up, I'm releasing new music. You can find me on SoundCloud. Um it's much easier just to follow me on Instagram at the legendary Bay Charles. That's no spaces. The, the, the first letter of each word is capital, y'all. At the legendary Bay Charles. Like Ray Charles, but I'm Bay Charles. Um, and B, yeah. B-A-E, guys. B is in Bravo, A is in Echo, E is in Oscar. Just let you guys know how huh? to spell it. No, because like they, they're going to spell it like the legendary Bay Charles. We'll try to spell it B-A-Y Charles. I'm like, no. I'm helping the people out to let them to find you correctly on Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you said E as an Oscar. I was like, huh? Oh, no, I, I did say E as an Oscar. I'm sorry. E as an echo. You, yes. Listen, it, it's been a long day. It's been a long day. So be the legendary B-A-E. E as an echo. Okay, there's a there's a there's a e almost close to Oscar. Okay, anyway, anyway, so. <laughs> 
Girl, this is me all day long. Ain't no cuts. All right, let's go ahead and do a rapid fire question. And I and I do. And I, let me tell you one thing. I'm all about manifestation. If you made it this far, you're gonna make it even further. So I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Okay. So let let's do let's let's do a rapid fire uh, questions fast five. Um, what is a black film that you don't care for that's pretty popular in our community? Of black. For days to think on that one. Can we do the celebrity crush one? Okay. What's <laughs> <laughs> that one was so hard. It was so or hard. or a character or or a character that you like. They can just throw that character away. Okay, that's good. Give give me one. Just give me one person. Give me like one kid. Like that whole Christina from Ghost. I was so ready when they killed her ass off. You said Christina from Ghost? Not Ghost Power, damn. Oh, okay. I was so sick of her. Okay, I didn't okay, got you. I gotta I gotta rewatch power again. Okay. Um so we'll skip that question. Uh what's your go what's your go to favorite meal to cook? Got it. Um, what's a good ass day for you, from beginning to end? A good ass day. God. Oh man, what is a good ass day for me? Any a good ass day for me is anything that requires me. If I can wake up and continuously make money all that day until I retire to my bed, that's a good day. Um, a day where I don't answer my phones or any like bad news. Cause every time I answer my phone every day, it's always something. It's always something on my phone that I look at that makes me go again. Well, well I'm glad so I, I send you positivity. That way, it's not a blah when I send something. <laughs> just, spread, just positive energy. That's a good day for me. Just and a day where if I get a lot of stuff done, like if it's something I've been needing to do or been wanting to do, production. If there's a lot of production. And 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 money making throughout that the course of that day that is a good ass day for me. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask one last one for the sake of time. When did you know that God was real for you? When did I know that God was real for me? God, well, God is just real and awesome and good all the time. Um, he's been real since I I, I was implanted in my mother's womb but when it when i knew officially in my heart that there was a god was when there was a time where i was surrounded by some very 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 bad people who wanted to like take me out of this world and take me from my mother and from my family and i whispered and i was like if you're real just just get me out of this and i woke up at home safely in my own bed the next morning and I woke up and just said, thank you, God. 
And that, that, that right there was a moment for me when God saved my life, when he heard my cry, like my spiritual cry, he knew. Amen. A- amen. Amen. Yeah, we're going we gonna to do like a part two. We're going to do a part two and everything else because there were some things. Wait, hold on. Last question. Last question. What, why, what, made, you just, what made your mother decide to uh, allow you to, you know, get uh, implants? Uh, she knew I had always been. I've been dating my mom. I've been asking my mom about boobs since I was like twelve, because I was so excited. Because I was that child. I was I was I, I was in first grade with a training bra. <laughs> so as I got older, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have boobs, but they never went anywhere. They just stayed right there, and the rest of me grew. Mm-hmm. So I, I was like twelve and thirteen years old. I was like, mom, that's how you said when I had my period, I get boobs. <laughs> She's like. Well, your body's not completely done growing till you're 21. She's always hit me with that. Um, but I went to my mom one day because, like I said, I was a wild child. I was a crazy ass kid. I was a crazy, uppity, hyper ass kid. And she told me one day, uh, if I were to shape up, cause my mom didn't play about school, y'all. She didn't. She was that mom. She better not get no call. She better not be, especially if she's at her job, she better not look down at her phone and see Duval County School. She better not see none of that. So I started cutting up and slowly but surely I started doing a little bit better. And one day she was like, well, we were having a talk again about my boobs. And she was like, well, if you can shape up and get right and and graduate because you're this close to graduating, I'll need you fucking up. I will go ahead and get your boobs, and that's what happened. Shout out to mom. See, you need to bring you need to bring your mother on the uh, on the interview next time. We we gonna do a little triple threat type thing. But okay, guys. Well, thank you again, uh, Miss Brianna. You have been lovely. You've been wonderful. Uh, hold hold on. Don't don't hang up because we about to go ahead and and get into my own individual oh my podcast. God, really? Yeah, say that again. <laughs> My flat iron has not been on. Oh no. Okay. All right. Well, she she's she's working on her flat iron, guys. I'm gonna end this great interview with Bay Charles, aka Brianna Blair, aka the next Missy Elliott slash Nicki Minaj slash Timberland slash everything, right? Well, you all And it's okay. I want y'all to know that I want Justin to be happy and um I'm not praying for him and Haley to divorce but just know I'll be right there right there like the first one in line when it occurs that's it so we want to stay in love and whatnot that's it all right then well this has been another great interview by Kendra Crump if you guys didn't like it catch a Charlie horse adios <laughs>